Binge or Purge streaming reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is the second annual Binges and Purges Extravaganza Spectacular. This is a special night, Demo. Uh, I've got my Binge or Purge shirt on. Who are you wearing tonight? Uh, Old Spice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a big night. It's star-studded. I'm going to try and grab The Rock as he walks by for an interview. But in the meantime, welcome, uh, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our second annual Bingies and Purgies. We've got big surprises in store, Joe. Things you don't know about yet. Okay. Well, a lot I don't know about, so that's great. I'm kidding. It's just going to be you and me. <laughs> okay. I got nothing. We got no special guests, no surprise appearances. It's just the two idiots going back and forth like always. But we did have a great turnout of votes in from our listeners. Everyone that voted, you're going to get mentioned. We're going to say what you voted for. So in the middle, get ready, because if you send in anything, we're going to say your name. Yeah, recognition. That's recognition. All. That's all it is, yeah. right? So <laughs> I swear to you, if you voted, get ready. Okay, well, speaking of being ready. Yes. You want to just get right Let's, into it? What else have we got to do? This is it. Okay. That's what we're here for. Let's go, Joe. Okay. Best documentary. Yes. Now, you want me to go first? Please. As far as I'm concerned, Demo, the best documentary in the last uh, 15 months, because the last time we did this was September 22nd, 2019. So we're coming up about 15 months. There's only one right answer for this for me. I think I know what it's going to be, but please. This was something that you brought to my attention. Yep. Because that's what we do sometimes. We tell each other about stuff. This was a five-part documentary, and you sang its praises. Uh, I watched it afterwards, and I was shocked that you were so right on. This was the comedy store on Showtime. Yep. Is that what you had? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I do and I don't. Okay. <laughs> I do in another category. Okay. All right? Because for me, I thought this was the best comedy special and that's where i put it oh okay uh, so we're gonna mess up our thing already why not okay <laughs> here's the thing i think it's the best comedy special you think it's the best documentary i think we're proving a point right here and i'm letting you know also a lot of listeners voted for this as well for which or for both i can't remember what for <laughs> but i know like like the comedy store documentary the comedy store documentary hands down whatever category you want to put it in this is a must-see. Yeah, I agree. Again, it's five parts. It's uh, about six hours all total, because the first one, I think, was close to two hours. It's about five hours. I think the first one's just about an hour. No? Okay. I don't Maybe. Know. Anyway, whatever. If it's six or if it's 60, it's well worth the time if you have any interest in stand-up comedy. Right. And I, I think we should stress, it's not just about the comedy store. It's about comedy and stand-up in general. And that's like the jumping-off point is the store. But it really creates the world. If you want to know what it's like to be a stand-up comedian, I've never seen anything better. Yeah. And people who are like, I don't have show time. 30-day free trial. Then cancel it. There you go. 
Yep. They don't sponsor us, so we're not going to plug their uh, pay service, but uh, you can watch it for free for a month. So Absolutely. That is best documentary for you, the comedy store on Showtime, and best comedy special for me. Now, I did have an honorable mention for best doc, which was Circus of Books. That was also pretty good. On Netflix. Yeah, and that one I think might be up for an Oscar. I don't think so, bud. No? That ship has sailed. Has it? Yeah, because it came out in 2019. Man, who knows anymore? <laughs> I don't even know what year it is. I mean, look, the Oscars aren't even going to be till April, and then things that up till February are eligible, so I don't, I don't know. When it comes to movies, I'm like, I have no clue of what is going to be nominated. What are the odds that something that didn't come out, like Top Gun, gets nominated for something even though it wasn't released? Nothing. You can. It has to be released. It was has it, to be was released. it released at all? Even nope. like not at nope. all. No. But I was at AutoZone. Why? I had to pick up some uh, windshield wiper replacements. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was getting new windshield wipers. If you must know, because I don't want to pay at the dealer. They charge you fifty bucks. I can do it myself for twenty. Okay. Well, I'm in line. They had toys for sale that said Top Gun Maverick on them. So <laughs> while there is no movie yet. The toys are around, and if you want to get yourself a Tom Cruise Maverick jet, AutoZone at the checkout. All right. Just saying. All right? I was like, you got to be kidding me. No movie but toys. Okay. Now, we started out with best documentary, so I have to give you mine. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? So I'm a giant movie nerd, huge movie nerd, especially uh, films of the 70s and 80s. I love uh, all the production of it. So one thing stood out to me this year above all, and that was Making Waves, The Art of Cinematic Sound, and that's streaming on Amazon. The most comprehensive thing I've ever seen on sound in movies. It hits on all the big players, all the different elements that go in, the jobs required, and the overall history And, you know, Apocalypse Now, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, all these movies that formed my entire love of movies are covered in this. If you're a movie lover, especially how movies are made, this is an absolute must-see. Again, that's Making Waves, The Art of Cinematic Sound. (laughs) Honorable mentions. Yeah. Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. The making of. Yes. Wouldn't you think that was pretty good? Yeah. Oh, oh, I guess you... (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact, I do. All right, well, okay, I'll leave it there. And then something that you brought to my attention, and we had him as a guest, Dior Scott from Last Chance U. Yeah, if you want to call uh, Last Last Chance U is a documentary. It's a docu-series. Docu-series, yeah. That would be up there. I thought those were all standouts as well, but I'm definitely going with Making Waves, The Art of Cinematic Sound. You want to do anything else that's on my list? or <laughs> I, I, That's what I mean. Like, this is so incestuous, man. It really yeah. is. Like, where do you get into the votes? It's like, yeah, we've been there, done that. No kidding. Yeah. A couple people, literally, it's like they read my mind. Yeah. They know who they are. I'm going to give them shout outs because by the time we get to what I'm doing, they're going to be like, yeah, we already know. We already picked it. So I don't know if it was like a lackluster year with not a lot to choose from. But there's going to be a lot of crossover here. All right. Well, our prayers are with anyone who read Demo's mind. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So next we got best performance. That's an exciting one. Yes. Um, you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. There's a lot of honorable mentions to be had here. 
the most recent, I would say, uh, Amy Adams in Hillbilly Elegy. Fantastic performance, Oscar-worthy. Uh, I guess that would be for next year because it just came out about a week ago. No, that's eligible. Is it? The Oscars, like I said, anything released up to February of 2021 is going to be up for Oscars for this year. Oh. So it's in there. Okay, good. So Amy Adams and Hillbilly Elegy, honorable mention. Major honorable mention, Ben Platt in The Politician. Great show. Uh, he was incredible. But my choice for best performance, Steve Carell in Irresistible. Really? For Not, a second, I thought you were going to say Space that's Force, why I paused. and I was going to kill you. I was literally going to take this mic cord and slaughter you with it. Uh, if I had to watch Space Force again, I would rather you do that to me. <laughs> um, we all agree Space Force was terrible, but Irresistible, if you remember, was where he was a uh, political campaign manager, and he goes out to the sticks where uh, Chris Cooper is running for mayor in some little town. Uh, Kiera Knightley's in it. Fantastic, way underrated movie. Kira Knightley is not in it. Mackenzie Davis and no. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, that's yes. who I'm thinking of. Uh huh. If you put Rose Byrne and Kira Knightley next to each other, would you be able to tell them apart? Yes. Okay. I would. Fun fact both Kira Knightley and Rose Byrne played decoys for Natalie Portman's character in the Star Wars prequels. Either way, Irresistible was great, but I thought Steve Carell's performance in it was one of the best performances I saw this year. See, I like Mackenzie Davis more than him in this movie. I thought okay. Mackenzie Davis was outstanding in that movie. She was. Hey, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Who is it again? Steve Carell. Steve Carell. And Irresistible. Best performance in Joe's mind. All right. My turn. I'm going to let you know right now, Joe, I love the women. I look at my list. I went through okay. trying to find the best performance, and every one of them was by a female. Okay. So I'm going to give you my honorable mentions. Andy Allo in Upload. Remember her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Very charismatic. I, I, really I, held that show together. Yeah. I thought she was a fantastic breakout performance. I'd okay. never heard of her. Like I said, she's a singer. She was great in that. Yeah. Christina Applegate in Dead to Me. Okay. And you're nodding your head. Safe choice. Is that a, she was fantastic in that, both seasons. And I thought sure. she was even better in season two. Okay. Now, it came down to two here. <laughs> All right. I was like, I don't know which way I'm going to go here because they both killed it for me this year. Laura Linney and Ozark. Yeah. I thought she really carried this season. I thought she gave a pivotal performance. I thought in, in many ways because of the relationship with her brother, I thought her character was kind of the crux of season three. Okay. And I thought she really delivered. She won last year in this category, did she not? She did not. Not that I know of. Not for me. Okay. I told you, I can't remember. I don't remember last year. <laughs> don't make me look things up. Okay. But the female performance that stuck with me the most this year was Ray Seahorn on Better Call Saul. Destroying it. This woman is destroying it on that show. If you don't watch Better Call Saul, you should. She plays Kim Wexler. She had a scene in the penultimate episode this season that was some of the best work I've ever seen her do on the show and the best work that I saw anybody do in anything this year. Wow, okay. I mean, I even tweeted at her. I was like, that's the best thing I've seen all year. What'd she reply back? No, nothing. She's, no. She, she's not going to get back to me. She's busy. Who, she's busy, you know, I'm in Better Call Saul. <laughs> Didn't get nominated for an Emmy, which I thought she should have. Anyway, 
Best performance for me is Ray Seahorn in Better Call Saul. Okay, so that begs the question, worst performance. And again, these are both gender nonspecific. Maybe next year we break it out and do one of each. But for now, it's just worst performance overall. Do you want to keep going? I'll keep going. Okay, go ahead. I racked my brain on this one really hard. And then out of nowhere in my sleep, I woke up in a cold sweat and I went, of course, I know, the entire cast of Tiger King. (laughs) F these people. F Joe Exotic, F Carol Baskin, F the Toothless Guy, F the cats. Well, no, no, F the cats. I feel sorry for the cats. But anybody involved in this nightmare that was perpetuated on us at the beginning of this pandemic, I can't believe I sat through all of it and that I know who these people are. Truly the lowest of the low, white trash garbage. (laughs) I hope Joe Exotic rots in jail, okay? Wow. I resent even knowing their names, man. So that's worst performance, Demo says Tiger King. The entire cast. Congratulations, cast of Tiger King. Yes, you deserve the applause for that and not the booze. (laughs) So my pick is actually an ensemble choice as well. Mm. (laughs) I went with the entire cast of McMillions. Oh, oh. You know what? That was a close second in my brain because I didn't yeah. want to know about the except for the FBI guy. Oh yeah. Every what is it? Who was the uh, the big bad guy? What was his name? I forget. Uncle somebody. Uncle Roy or something. Uncle Pete. I can't remember. Yeah. You know who it is. Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. That's Uncle right. Uncle Jerry. That's it. Yeah. I had them all listed. Every one of McMillions. That documentary did not need to be made. Those people got their fifteen minutes of fame. They you could have made it in an hour. Can we put the documentarians in that same category? Yeah. Worst performance by a filmmaker? Sure, absolutely. And I see what you're saying. Like I said, that would have been a fantastic documentary at an hour, an hour and a half. But that many weeks, no. uh, I was like, I can't believe I'm still watching this. I know. Well, Joe's choice for worst performance, again, that goes to everyone on the HBO docuseries McMillions. Congratulations, losers. Interesting point. For worst performance, we chose real people. (laughs) That's true. Right? At no point did we choose any (laughs) actual performances, just people that we didn't like. Well, I'll put that as a note for next year. I don't know. They were performing. That's what bothered me so much is that they were performing. If they were just straight, you know, portraying themselves and their stories, that's fine. But you can tell these people kicked it up into another gear when the cameras came around. Yeah, absolutely. It was inauthentic. Both these documentaries are inauthentic. What's next, Joseph? Okay, so next is best comedy special. And that kind of goes along with what we just talked about. So you want me to just go ahead here? Do it. Best comedy special. Now, there were a few good stand-up specials. We talked about the Louis Anderson thing, which was great. You had a couple of kind of obscure ones that you said were good. But for me, look, we're going to look back on 2020 and we're going to think about two things. We're going to think about COVID-19 and we're going to think about the Tiger King. So that's what I have for best comedy special. It's Tiger <laughs> King, murder, mayhem, and uh, whatever the rest of it was. I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And if you remember, that came out like first week of Nobody Leave Your House. Yes. So that really was the start of 
this whole isolation, everyone stay at home. Then this stupid thing comes out, this stupid piece of trash. Everyone watched it because they were terrified to leave their homes. And now it's something that I think we all share and we will all look back on as um, part of the uh, year that was. The travesty of this year. If Billy Joel does another version of We Didn't Start the Fire, it's going to a COVID-19 and Tiger King sort of rhyme. So I think they'll both be in there. I agree. Yep. So that's it. That's Com- my best comedy, comedy special. special. Yeah. All right. Now, I know I said my best comedy special bled over into the best documentary for you. And I said it was The Comedy Store. But right. I'd like to give uh, a couple honorable mentions. Gary Goldman, The Great Depression on HBO. I almost mentioned that as an honorable mention, too. That right? was great. I thought that was really strong. Also, Ronnie Chang, Asian Comedian Destroys yeah. America. Those are the two that stood out in my brain this year. You know, before I even looked up everything that we watched, those are the two that just like popped in there. I went with the Comedy Store one because it just felt like comedy, comedy, comedy. So I went with that one. But those are worth checking out. The Ronnie Chang one is on Netflix and the Gary Goleman is on HBO if you want to check those two out. Okay, so for best comedy, Joe had Tiger King and Demo had the Comedy Store documentary. Also check out Goleman and Chang. All right, you ready to break it up now? This is the intermission number, they call it. Yes, this is the part everyone's waiting for where we acknowledge them. Yeah. So everybody that voted, all nine of you, (laughs) Yeah. don't say how many it was. No, it was nine of you, and we're going to go through every one of you, what you chose. A lot of repetition here. Just saying, there's some things here where it's like, okay, so uh, let's just start with Scott Oberholzer. Hey, guys, Scotty O here. Um, it's been a rough year for everybody. Uh, it's good to have you guys as somebody to listen to and somebody to help me take my mind off this crappy year. So thank you very much. Uh, biggest binge, Sex Education Season 2. I don't know why you idiots can't review this show because it's fantastic. Biggest purge, Joe's hatred of anything animated. Come on, Joe. Where's the kid inside you or the adult that realizes animation is art? Get with it. Uh Hidden Gem, Jeff Johnson's awesome movie, Captain Black. Love you, JJ. Okay, happy holidays, guys. Stay safe, everybody. Here's to a better year next year. Oh, and best performance, uh, five from Umbrella Academy, and then Homelander, a close second. Thanks. I don't know where that was coming from. It was from a sewer, that last one. But thank you, Scott. (laughs) Thanks for calling, Scott. Number one, um, I have a lot of respect for animation, particularly South Park and uh, Animaniacs. I just don't like the stuff that Demo likes. And Scott, by the way, I love BoJack Horseman. I did a whole episode on it, so how dare you? But also, thanks for calling. What is sex ed? Sex education with Gillian uh, Anderson. It's a British show. It's a Netflix okay. show. It takes place in England. I haven't watched it, but maybe I will. A lot of the listeners are saying we need to review this. He's not the only one saying sex education is a binge. Okay, so let's give the people what they want sometime in the next few months then. We will. Scott, we will review Sex Education Seasons 1 and 2. All right, moving on. Our next listener is Greg Golden. He texted his in. So here are some of my standouts for me this year. Pen 15, second season went deeper than the first. Really loved this. Greg, I hear you loud and clear. I have not watched season two even though I love season one, I definitely will get to season two. Truly enjoyed the first one. So thank you there. My October teacher 
one of the most beautifully shot but weirdest docs, and nope. I learned something, and going forward, will not eat octopus anymore. Nope. It's my octopus teacher, not my October teacher. Greg, I'm not going to eat October either. All right? Why were you eating October? I'm sorry, Greg. I know. I messed it up, okay? The my octopus auto, teacher. Auto my yeah. autocorrect teacher. Yeah, thank you. I'm not used to reading while I do this. You know, I've just realized that. Yeah. I don't think I can read, period. It's a wonder I have a job. Anyway, it's my octopus teacher. Thank you, G. The boys! While it didn't have the advantage of the first season newness, I loved this wild show and thought it built to a solid finish. I agree with you wholeheartedly there, Greg. The boys, while it started off weak, it did find a lot of its mojo back by the end. The Umbrella Academy. The 60s time period did a whole lot of good for the series, reinvigorating the idea and deepening the characters. I agree with you again, G. I thoroughly enjoyed The Umbrella Academy Season 2 more than Season 1. Ah, now here we go. Queen's Gambit. Who would have imagined I'd like this limited series, but it really grabbed me. Fantastic performance from Anna Taylor-Joy and really well shot. The production design was stunning. Now, only Joe reviewed it, but guess what? I went back and watched it. Yeah. And it is in the running for Biggest Binge. Yeah. That's how much I loved it. Okay, good. I'm glad. Just just putting it out there. I'm liking Greg's choices. Yeah. Ted Lasso. Who knew this would be so good? No one, Greg. No one. No one knew Ted Lasso would be so good. Comedy special. Gotta say, I love Douglas. Not nearly the punch as Nanette, but solid. Also like Chappelle's short form one on YouTube that I forgot its name. That's the 1920. George Floyd one. What was the? 1840 or 845 or something. 846. Now, not so much. Central Park didn't grab me the way Bob's Burgers did. And then Lovecraft Country. Yeah, like I said, not so much. I'm with him there. Gee, I'm with you on a lot of these. Thank you, Greg Golden. Thanks, uh, Greg. That's someone who we might be reading my mind a little bit there. Oh, boy. Hang in there, Greg. Terrifying. Now, uh, let's do another voicemail. All right, let's hear it. All right. This comes from Derek Armstrong in Australia. Hey, Joe and Dima. Just wanted to hit you up with my biggest binge and biggest purge of 2020. This is Derek calling from Australia. In the binge category, I gotta give it to Ted Lasso. I gotta tell you, when I got Apple TV and was looking at the other big shows that I got it for, I said, what's this, Ted Lasso? I'm not gonna watch that. One day my wife convinced me to, and we were hooked. Damn, that show has a lot of heart and soul. Loved it, brought a smile to my face in a year that was otherwise full of crap. Uh, Speaking of crap, my biggest purge is Space Force. My God, they could not get anything right about that show in the one episode that I saw. I could not watch a single other episode. Uh, Good luck, Steve Carell, on your other projects. This one was a turd. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for a great year of podcasting. Thanks, Derek. Thank you, Derek. That was, uh, I agree. I definitely agree. It's another mind reader. This year was so limited that I'd say there's a lot of crossover. Right? That's a lot of Ted Lasso love so far from listeners. Yeah, well, it's a great show. But I'm saying, you know, people are really pushing for it. Yeah. Who else you got? We have female listeners. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. <laughs> we do. This is Tiffany Latiri, and she writes in, Biggest Binge, The Mandalorian. Biggest Purge, Raised by Wolves. 
Oh, yeah, you hated that. I didn't absolutely hate it, but I did not care for it. It, it just tanked at the end. It became ridiculous. Yeah. Just cliche stuff that I've seen a million times before. Good start, terrible ending. Best performance, Dan Levy and Schitt's Creek. Best documentary, The Comedy Store. Yeah. There you go, Tiff. I'm with you. By the way, Tiff also recommended it to me. Oh, yes. Oh, thank so you. thank you. We both thank you there, Tiff. Yeah. Best comedy special, Dave Chappelle, 846. Yeah. She knew the number. And hidden gem, Dash and Lily. Any um, idea? Nope. Okay, I looked that up. It's a Netflix series. It's like a young adult romantic comedy set around Christmas time. Not something for us, but maybe other listeners might want to check it out. She said it was a hidden gem that she really enjoyed. Again, that's Dash and Lily on Netflix. I also want to mention... She said it was a hidden gem, and she's like, oh, no, it's not a hidden gem. Big fan of Cobra Kai. Yeah, of course. Of course, right? Because she has eyes. So thank you, Tiffany. Thanks, Tiff. We appreciate it. Now we have listener Steve DePietro. Here's my picks. Not many because I can't remember shit. <laughs> Tell me about it. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Biggest binge, The Morning Show. 2019, I was late to the party. Yeah, I loved that. So I'm with him. I don't remember what year it was either. So It was from before we were doing this, so it would fall into last year's binges and purges. But we're going to let it slide because, hey, he's trying. Yeah. Biggest purge, The Old Guard. That Netflix movie was Charlize Theron. I hated that, you too. You hated that. I kind of liked it. But the more I talk to people about it, I'm like, wow, people really hated that. Hidden Gem, The Vast of Night. Yep. That really is, in the spirit of this show... Something that we hope people heard about and went and checked out because it's you never would have seen it otherwise. Um, not very popular, but go find it. It's on Amazon Prime right it's now. It's on Amazon Prime, absolutely. So that's it from Steve. Thanks, Steve Arino. Thanks, Steve. We appreciate it. Our next set of votes comes from listener John Luciano. Thank you, John. Hey, Demo and Joe. How about a favorite Binger Purge episode? I like that. <laughs> I'll go with the one that had the guest from Solar Opposites based on the animation production insight. Oh, yeah, that was cool. With Anthony Chun. Yeah. Great interview on all your guest spots. Oh, thank you. The interviews were fun. We're going to do some more of this next year, too. We said we'd do more this year. We did. We started doing interviews. Yeah. We're going to try and do more and more. Yep. Thank you, John. But Thanks, here are John. his actual choices now. All right. Biggest binge, Queen's Gambit. A lot of people like that. I, I think it might have been because it was the perfect amount of time and episodes for... A weekend binge. What was it? Eight one hours or something? Roughly? Yeah, yeah. That's just about right. It didn't have a lot of flab in it. I thought no. it had a pretty good straightforward story. Yeah. Okay. He also says season four of The Crown he really enjoyed, though he's only watched the Princess Diana era. I think most people are doing that, right? I don't know. No, I know that's not for you. Okay, here we go. This is for you, Joe. Biggest Purge, Hubie Halloween. Oh, that Adam Sandler thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, you should get it. Best performance, Adam Sandler, Hidden Gems. I thought he was going to say Hubie Halloween. No, no. <laughs> that's his worst performance. Oh, that performance or worst? No, he's got Adam Sandler twice. Oh, wow. His best performance is Hidden Gems. His worst performance is Hubie Halloween. We should rename this the Bingy and Sandler Awards. Right? <laughs> best comedy special, Ronnie Chang, Asian Comedian Destroys America. Yeah. Like right. I said earlier. And then best documentary, something that we did not do, 
that the entire rest of the world watched The Last Dance. Oh. The, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls yeah. documentary on ESPN. Well, it's technically outside of our purview. It is. But I think it's something that we probably should have done. Well, but the whole world watched it. And the and whole world says binge on that. They sure. do. And I watched a couple of them and they were fantastic. Okay. And then his hidden gem is Letter Kenny on Hulu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching that. We might revisit that in the coming year because it's been up for a while. But um, I think there's nine seasons. Well, it's a Canadian TV show, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I started watching that. It's very unique and might be worth uh, talking about in a future episode. Right on. So good call there. All right. Hey, that was great feedback, John. Thank you so much. Next, we have Neil Ishimine. I hope I'm not massacring your name, Neil, but thank you so much for your votes. Here we go. Hey, guys. I surprisingly didn't get to see as much as I would have liked this year since I do most of my TV watching at work. I don't know what job you have, but I'd like that job. I hope your boss doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) And we hardly work this year. I hear that. But here are my favorites of what I saw this year. Biggest binge, Ted Lasso. Yeah. I don't usually care too much for feel-good shows, but this was 2020. I watched on your show's recommendation, so thanks. That's what we're here for. All right. Awesome. Biggest purge, Hunters. Oh, oh, yeah. I may have seen worst, but this was by far the biggest disappointment. Best performance, Paul Mescal from Normal People. I haven't seen that or heard of it. Worst performance, Carol Baskin from Tiger King. <laughs> she totally did it. <laughs> yeah, of course she did. Best comedy special, Ronnie Chang, Asian comedian destroys America. That's huh. two in a row, man. That was a fantastic stand-up special. I truly enjoyed now, it. Did he listen to that because you recommended it? It or? doesn't say so. Okay. Perhaps he did. I don't right. know. Best documentary, Tiger King. And get this, because the trials of Gabriel Fernandez was too depressing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, you reviewed that. There were a lot of really depressing. That Aaron Hernandez thing was depressing. The Aaron Hernandez thing was depressing, but very good as well. Yeah, a lot of depressing stuff, and we didn't need any more of that this year. So, all right, I'll give him that. Right, for sure. Hidden gem, normal people. I don't think this show was that hidden, but I don't know anyone who has watched it either. And taste the nation for food shows. We're not getting into food shows, Ian. I appreciate it, but we don't do food shows. All right? And he's a suggestion, you guys should have a new category, Best Discoveries on BOP. In my case, the shows I've never heard of until I listened to Binge or Purge, Ted Lasso, and Into the Night. Thanks again for great work, you guys. Neil. Neil, this is the kind of listener that I love. That is a supportive listener right there. Great recommendations. Gives us shout-outs about things that he likes that we do. Not just the shows. Now, he has a good point about uh, best uh, new recommendation or whatever. Maybe we add that next year. I had forgot about Into the Night. I think I had that as a consideration for uh, Hidden Gem. That was a great little series. Yes. Cool. Thanks, Ian. All right. We're coming down the home stretch on listeners. All right. We got two to go. Let's do it. All right. Our next one comes from Megan Gianella. Here we go. Biggest binge, Ted Lasso. Wow, that's like five for Ted Lasso. Lasso is starting to sweep. Biggest purge, Hunters. That's the second purge for Hunters. Best performance, Gillian Anderson on The Crown is Margaret Thatcher. 
worst performance, Adam Sandler, Hubie Halloween. See what I mean? Our listeners, they're all in sync with everybody. Yeah. There's real, a huge amount of crossover here. Best comedy special, The Comedy Store. Interesting that's about 50-50 on who considered that a doc and who considered it a comedy special. Right. Now, she says, that would have been my best documentary choice. However, I went with best documentary, Bully, Coward, Victim, The Story of Roy Cohn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I started watching a little bit of that. Uh, Okay. Interesting choice. Thank you for the recommendation on that. I probably will check that out. Hidden Gem, Unorthodox. That's that show on Netflix. It won an Emmy for Best Direction. It's about a Hasidic woman. All right. Didn't see it, but okay. Nice choices there, Megan. Most appreciated. Thanks, Megan. All right. And finally, we have one to go. I saved this one for last. (laughs) It comes from listener John Fiorella. Now, John Fiorella is the guy that does those photo mashups of all our episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So he's a devoted listener. I'm just going to let this one play. Okay. Binge or purge. This is Max Rebo. And it goes without saying, best binge of all binges. Yeah. The Mandalorian. Everything else, completely irrelevant. However, before I go, I would like to point out that despite all 17 of my handwritten letters pleading with you to review a cinematic masterpiece, my requests have fallen on deaf ears. So, on behalf of changelings and crystal spiders everywhere, I implore you to focus your movie reviewing talents on an enchanting film that stars a plethora of magnificent thespians who band together to thwart a menacing evil that can only be destroyed by the most mystical of magical weapons, the one and only Glaive! So, before I'm compelled to organize a protest in front of your illustrious recording studio, binge your purge. I bequeath you, bring the crawl. Crawl! What is that? I knew you have no idea. What is he talking about? Have you ever seen Crawl? No. It's a movie from 1983, probably before your time. It's a sci-fi. What? Crow? No, Crawl. K-R-U-L-L. No, I have no idea what that is. No concept of what this is. No. Okay, it's a sci-fi fantasy movie. In the vein of, like, Star Wars, Flash Gordon, like a medieval sci-fi thing. And he's been hounding us for months to watch this and review it. And, of course, it's out of our periphery, right? Okay. Yeah, so, it would be if it came out in 1983 and it was a it's a movie. Yeah. So it's not really what we review here. But I'm going to say right now, I've seen Crawl many, many times. And it's not bad. Okay, it has a great Atari 2600 video game that I thoroughly enjoyed playing, but I don't think it's something you would want to see, Joe. I think, though, you probably should watch it just to say you've seen it and get back to me on it. So perhaps we might do a little, we might treat him a little well here, help him out, and maybe we'll review it at some point. Or we could just right now say it's a binge and get him off our backs. Crawl, it's a binge! By the way, I don't think he knows what the word bequeath means, but I'll let it slide. Yeah, let's do that. Thank you, listener John Fiorella. Keep the picks coming. By the way, we know you love The Mandalorian. And uh, what can I say? We saved that one for last because it was just so goddamn weird. Yeah, that was a weird call. Thank you, everyone who called and emailed and texted and everything. That's everybody. Thank you. Our listeners, we want to give huge shout outs. 
This was my favorite part of this show so far. I know it's like a little haphazard and wasn't, you know, perfectly formed and everything. But, hey, we're just glad you could send in what you thought about the year. And like I said, amazed at how so many people liked and hated the same things. Yeah, that was cool. This is my favorite part of the Benjis and Purgies Awards. And it's because it's the whole reason that I wanted to do this project is to tell people about stuff that they never would have heard of otherwise. Right. There's been a couple mentions of the vast of night, that type of thing. Uh, I love telling people about that kind of stuff. This is the hidden gem category. Now I had an honorable mention for this. I had two honorable mentions. One was Captain Black, obviously, because we had Jeffrey in here. Jeffrey Johnson. Yeah. From writer, the, director of Captain Black on Amazon Prime now. I also was thinking of mentioning uh, the making of the Mandalorian thing, just because most people wouldn't have maybe watched that on their own, but it's definitely very cool if you have any interest in filmmaking or technology or just love Star Wars. Uh, that thing was pretty cool. But my pick for Hidden Gem in this year's Benji and Purgy Awards, this is something I watched towards the beginning of the year. No one had heard of it. No one has heard of it. It stars Walton Goggins, Peter Dinklage, Richard Gere, and Bradley Whitford. Three Christs. I remember. Remember talking about this? I do. I watched it on like IMDb's app or some some weird thing, but it's on Hulu now, possibly on Amazon to uh, rent or buy. Three Christs is the indie movie that I search for all the time because no one's heard of it. It was made for probably next to nothing, and it was great. Great performances. Some of my favorite actors. Three Christ was the hidden gem of the year for me. All right. What was yours? Well, it's not a surprise because a lot of people have already mentioned it. It's the vast of night. Oh, yeah. I loved this. It's a homage to like the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits it takes a little while to get into, but several listeners, including Steve DiPietro there, who chose it as his favorite hidden gem, said how much they appreciated the recommendation to watch it. Now, this originally came from a, another listener named Andre Frado. He recommended it out of nowhere, and I was like, what is this? So I gave it a shot, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's why I said everyone should watch it. That's available on Amazon Prime. It's a fun little sci-fi movie. It's beautifully shot. It's got interesting audio work. It's a well-done indie. Yeah, it's And you know, I'm not a big indie person. No, it's getting a lot of love lately, too. It took a while, but it, there are some really good reviews out there. I want to point out, too, I thought I brought this up originally because I saw the screener of it in 2018. Right, but I brought it up into the show, and you were like, I've already seen this. And I was like, how have you already seen it? Oh, you yeah. had seen a screener a couple years before. Well, like one year before, yeah. Yeah, but I also have an honorable mention, and that's Into the Night. That oh, yeah, the Belgian series. show that you can just fly through, yeah. no pun intended. <laughs> it's a quick watch. This came from listener Pat Ballone. He kept sending me messages. You got to watch Into the Night, Into the Night. So I said, all right, Pat, we're going to watch it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah. like I said, Into the Night, that's a close second for Hidden Gem, but I am going to go with The Vast of Night on Amazon. And you know Into the Night was good because I liked it and it was dubbed from another language. I usually don't like that kind of stuff. But it was so good it surpassed the uh, 
the language barrier. Or you could just read the subtitles. Yeah, I didn't know that they had English subtitles. I just watched it. Anyway, we're down to the big ones now. Let's get there. Let's do it. The gentleman from Ernst & Young is here with the suitcase. Uh, Does he have the correct envelopes? <laughs> probably not. Uh, let's La La with- Land! <laughs> or Moonlight, either way. Let's uh, let's do biggest purge first. Let's get let's, the negative stuff out of the way. I yes. feel like you should go first. All right. This is a show that came out at the beginning of the year, January. Super high hopes for it. It had Al Pacino, of all people. Al Pacino is doing television. This is going to be incredible. This was the biggest pile I saw this year. It is Hunters on Amazon. I mean, if you listen to this show, you know how much I hate it. It is the most ridiculous, offensive pile of shit to come out this year. It deals with, like, you know, Nazi hunters, but it uses the Holocaust as a punchline. Tone deaf in every way. I hated all the characters. I hated the writing. I looked up who created this. David Wheel. I don't know. He's one of these guys, how he got a deal, how he got a show. I don't know. But I absolutely positively despise this. And I'm going to give away the ending because that's how stupid it is. At the ending, guess who's living on a plantation in Argentina? Um, I'm going to guess Hitler. Yeah. Of course. There you go. There's your, ooh, what an ending. Hitler's still alive. F you, hunters. You despicable. Ah, nothing. I hated you. I hated, I hated, I hated you. You are the purges of purges. Wow. <laughs> Honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. Space Force. Oof. I know a lot of people have already said they didn't like it. I thought this was an absolute disaster. I don't know how you could just take the funny out of everything. Space Force was a complete waste of time. It never worked. And also Utopia on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. That's awful. I hated that. It was mean-spirited, cruel, and it never, it never became anything. It just stayed at one level, kept waiting for it to get good. I hated the characters. I hated the performances. I hated everything about it. I think I went with Hunters strictly for how it treated the Holocaust. I thought it, it was just so disrespectful. That was the thing that put it over the edge for me for Biggest Purge. Yeah, I agree with you. I tried to watch that. I couldn't get very far. I will say this about Space Force because a few people have mentioned how terrible it was. John Malkovich was the shining light of that show. There were some good moments with him. Uh, overall, terrible series. Moonbase 8 is the good version of that premise, I think. So anyway, there you go. That's Demo's biggest purge. Mine's quick. Uh, and you might even be able to guess what it is. I'll give you a hint. It's 10 minutes long and stars a monkey and it's black and white and it sucks all over. You're copping out. Come on, man. What did Jack do? The David Lynch short film that should have never been aired it must be some sort of cosmic joke that he's playing on his manager or whoever paid for this thing somebody wrote checks to make this movie correct me if i'm wrong you couldn't finish it it was 10 minutes long i don't think i could no it was 20 something i watched the whole thing oh and it got way better in the second half oh my god it was incredible it was like casablanca and the wizard of oz combined i mean i couldn't believe it (laughs) yeah okay i'll make mine quick what did jack do uh, hopefully not watch this terrible movie. David Lynch, biggest purge of the year for me. All right, this is it. Here we are. Biggest binge. Yes. This is the bingey of all bingies. It's been a long year, folks, and we're happy to end it on a positive note. You want me to give mine first? Yes. Okay. 
we've talked a lot about uh, how movies and TV have gotten us through 2020. Um, you know, even Tiger King. I was only half joking when I said we're going to look back on that and we're all going to share this experience of being locked in our homes for nine months, etc. cetera. Uh, all the bad things that happened, we have that to share. The most positive thing I saw all year was also one of my favorite shows. It's been mentioned 10 times already. It's a show about kindness, and it's Ted Lasso. That, to me, is the biggest binge. If you haven't watched it, watch it right now. Ted Lasso on Apple TV. And I had a couple honorable mentions real quick. I left off Ozark because we did that last year. Dave, the uh, Lil Dicky thing with Andrew Santino. There was actually an FX show now on Hulu. Dave is great. And, of course, Last Chance You. You got to at least watch the first couple of those uh, fantastic docuseries, too. Excellent. I'm going to lead up to mine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here are my honorable mentions. Watchmen on HBO. Loved it. I know you weren't a big fan wow. of it. I thought it was fantastic. This is biggest binge we're doing right now. Yes. Oh, okay. The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. You reviewed it. I didn't. I watched it. I thought it was top notch. Yep. Better Call Saul. I love Better Call Saul. I already mentioned Ray Seahorn earlier. If you're in any way a Breaking Bad fan, how are you not watching Better Call Saul? I think it is an absolutely fantastic show. That is on AMC and episode stream on Netflix. Also, I want to mention the best action movie I saw this year was Netflix's Extraction with oh. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that was a good one. That I thought was that a was fun... a great shoot 'em up. Yeah. Thoroughly that was a fun enjoyed ride. that. Fun ride. Now, my biggest binge is, and this is probably going to come as no surprise, because it's the same one you chose, Joe <laughs> Ted Lasso. I feel 110% the same way you do in a year that was just such a downer. This was the one show that made you feel okay about life, was uplifting, cheerful, wasn't overly dramatic, didn't make you think about the world, and, and it was simple. It wasn't yeah. asking a lot of you as an audience member. You know what I mean? You didn't have to go, who's this? What happened in the last episode? What's going on here? It's like, oh, I can watch this and enjoy yeah. it for what it is. It had really good, fun performances. I really liked uh, Juno Temple in it. Yep. And uh, I, I, I don't think I would have chosen it if it, this year hadn't been what it is. Yeah. But this was just the cherry that this year needed. You know, you needed something. You needed some sprinkles on this shit Sunday. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I cherry guess. sprinkles, whatever. That's Ted Lasso for 2020. That was definitely a, a great thing this year. And like I said, it's not about soccer. Don't worry about the soccer. There's so little soccer in it. Yeah. They go out for a game at the doors of the locker room, <laughs> and then they cut when they're coming back after yeah. the game. They you probably I mean? filmed this in Burbank at the <laughs> Warner Brothers lot or something. There's a little soccer near the end, and you're like, okay, but if you're like, I don't want to watch a soccer show, you're not going to watch a soccer no, show. not in the least bit. But please, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, even our listeners said that's one of the best things of the year. Demo and I both agree. That's how you know. That deserves the binge this year. It's worth your Apple TV Plus subscription. There you go. That's it. Jess, do you want to throw anything in? Hey, guys. Jess the Facts here, coming at you live with my thoughts and opinions on what you needed to be watching or not watching. 
First things first, I'm going to say my biggest binge had to be The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, which was surprising because I didn't think I was going to be into this show. I thought it'd be kind of boring and slow, but who doesn't love a good slow burn, honestly? So it surprised me. I knocked it out in like two, three days maybe, and I ended up probably smoking lots of cigarettes after I watched the show. So (laughs) there's that. Biggest purge, I'm going to have to say Raised by Wolves on HBO. I watched the pilot, and I tried watching the second episode, and I was just like, what is... I I like sci-fi and fantasy, I do, and I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Rubbed me the wrong way. Something about it. Best performance, hands down, going to say Michaela Cole in I May Destroy You, also on HBO. Phenomenal show. Absolutely great writing. She's amazing. She's the writer, showrunner of that show. Just phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed it. I tell a lot of people to check it out, and they have not. So if you're listening, go check out I May Destroy You. For best documentary, I'm going to go with Murder on Middle Beach. I don't know if anyone else is watching this right now, but holy F, dude. Madison Hamburg, also the director who is doing a story on his mom's murder, who is, you know, a hottie. Uh, Maybe that's a part of why I'm watching it, but either way, the story is phenomenal. It's really addicting. It's a heartbreaking story, and it's just a really, really well-done documentary that keeps you on your toes. So check that out. Uh, Continuing on, Hidden Gym. This is something I really enjoyed. It was thoroughly entertaining. It was endearing and charming and sad and heart-melting and Riz Ahmed stars in it. It is Sound of Metal. You can see that on Amazon. I really enjoyed that. Good indie feeling film that just left you feeling sad and also happy, content. Go check it out. Best comedy special. I'm going to wrap it up here. I am going to go with Nate on Netflix. Natalie Palamides crushes it. It's a genre bending, slap you in the face, what is going on live comedy show that she puts on. It's a one-woman show. She's absolutely phenomenal in it. Go watch Nate. You've got to. And that's my vote, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thanks, Jess, and we appreciate you. Jessica Greer is a binge to this show. We really appreciate her. Yep, just the facts. We love you. What would this show be without her? Shorter. Shorter. <laughs> And probably delivered on time. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Let's get out of here, man. We've done a yeoman's work tonight. Oh, my God. This has been a long one. If you're still listening, thank you for listening, not just to this episode, but all the episodes. We would not be doing this without you. I mean, we're going to approach 100 episodes this year. We would have stopped doing it if we hadn't got the feedback from all of you like we do. I've done a lot of things in my life. We'd be like, hey, that's good. This is the first thing where people go, hey, that's great. That's awesome, man. So we're going to keep going. If you stick with us, we will love you forever. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, 2021 going to be a great year. Tell your friends about this, please. And uh, we just appreciate you guys sticking with us. Yes. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews, the Binges and Purges. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next year. 